Welcome to Bible Over Brews, deep thoughts fermented over time and text. I'm coming at you, your host, Aaron Crude Juice Faverka. We've got our my co-host over here, Mike. Howdy. Gumby. Hey, what's up? And George. Yo. We're going over creation and Genesis, focusing on the first three chapters. You know, when you guys are like, man, we should just give George the trophy now. <laughs> <laughs> we need a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> we should have like some kind of emblem trophy, something like... The, the winner of the contest or the... Oh, I'm going to growl or something. something I, think, I think George would get a golden calf. <laughs> golden oh. calf? Or like, maybe we should do a golden growler. Uh, I'm going to give George a participation trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Zingers. <laughs> We're going to be opening with Great Lakes Oktoberfest. Prost! Our takes on this classic German style is a celebration of maltiness packed with rustic autumn flavors to put a little more oomph into your oompapa. Uber smooth with vibrant malt flavors and a festive flourish of noble hops. World Beer Championships four-time medal winner. It is an IBU of 20 and an ABV of 6.7. It's our first show of October, and this is called Oktoberfest. I know what you did there, Juice. <laughs> this is Gumby. Yep. Way to go, Gumby. So, Mike, how have you been? Pretty good. I got uh, some good news at work this week. I was uh, invited to a, a tech conference that I'm excited about for a platform I work with, so it's always nice. I'll be in Florida in November, so hey, thumbs up. I'm jealous. I am way jealous. Now, you're dressed a lot nicer and snazzier than the rest of us. Mike, where did you come from? I came from a Meals on Wheels charity event. So oh, that was very Christian of you. Rolling yeah. straight in, yeah. God commands me to... <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding, I got free food. There you go. All right. uh, <laughs> no, it was a good, good event. Thanks for noticing, though. And I know the camera's on. Good old Bruce is filming us right now. So. Sweet. Cheers. 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 There's, oh, very classy. You guys poured, we're just drinking like a bunch of... I gave money. you glasses. <laughs> Aaron, please tell me you read your kid like bedtime stories with, <laughs> with all of your voices that you do. I actually do. As weird as it is, I, uh, I'll i create little voices for each one of the characters. Yeah. So I'll have the main voice as the narrator, but then but then there's the little girl. So they'll talk about the little girl. And then, then there's the main villain, right? And the main villain's kind of evil. <laughs> I mean that adds you know that adds something to the show and since our first show I'm pretty sure I've been asking for sound effects I'm still looking for like my little wheel and kazoo uh, and stuff like that every time or a bell when I make a joke ding Gumby you gotta bring it in man <laughs> you were the production guy <laughs> you'd have to sit with me in editing <laughs> alright all right. you got a few hours to bring your own pop, props at the you'll be find it <laughs> So this, so far, looks awesome. It has a uh, almost like a copper color to it. It is clear. Is there caramel in there? Man, uh, you know what? I did not see caramel in the uh, notes. It does say that it has <laughs> noble hops that are more lederhose and not included. No. <laughs> um, but it seems like it's... I guess I'm trying to find out. There's something sweet grabbing me. I'm just I can't put my finger on it. Mm-hmm. No one else. Um, just me. No, no. I, I taste it. It's yeah. maybe a clove. Is it clove? What do you think? I don't know. It's hard for me not to think honey. 
It's Thank good. you for the honey, by the way. Yes, sir. Anybody listening wants to buy some awesome honey? Straight out of Oberlin. <laughs> Directly from Oberlin, Ohio. Buy yours today. <laughs> Straight out of Oberlin. I like that. Yeah, Great Lakes uh, Oktoberfest, it's one of those yearly staples, I think. But it always tastes different. You know, they, they brew it year to year, and it's, it's never quite the same. So I think they said it about the uh, Christmas ale, too, that yeah. it might not taste the same. Right. So it's kind of cool. Always like it. Yeah. It's smooth though. It's got a, uh, it's got an amazing smoothness to it. Mm-hmm. Goes down. Goes right down the right down the hatch. Does the job. Yeah, it's a good beer. Move us forward, Juice. Let's get this party started. What we will be going? Me over. and Mike are getting along too much. I'm ready to attack. Yes. <laughs> He's ready to pop. Just well, this faster. I mean, we're doing Genesis, so I mean, there's just way too much content. I mean, there's a lot of BS in the Bible, well, but I mean, Genesis in particular. I mean, it's just. Giving me too much. What, what, what I would like to hear is I would like to hear George's thoughts on the origin of man. The origin of man? Yeah. Oh, gosh, that's a lot. I mean, that, I don't know. That's kind of a deep question just to throw at me. My, my thoughts on the origin well, of man. We should just Again, expand being, it to creation of the universe, too. Yeah. <laughs> I love My favorite part of it is when we have George on the show and, and Aaron opens up just like from left field. Go, George. George, just sling it. <laughs> Deep philosophical question you're not ready for. Just sling it right now. And, I mean, I guess it is easier for you guys, right? Because, I mean, in an essence, you guys are creationists. So you guys are like, oh, well, everything was created by God, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, I guess I don't know. Being agnostic, you know, I guess for me, I'm, I'm acknowledging that I don't know, that there's answers that I don't know. And there's a certain point of time where I'm just not sure, you know, where did everything come from? And I think I feel like a lot of Christians and, you know, just people that are that are incredibly religious anyway, they should have that question anyway. Because, like, rarely, like, everyone's like, well, the world started when God did this. Well, what happened when, like, what created God? Where did that all come from? Hey, you know, what, what happened first? Like, God had to come from somewhere. So what, there was just God? And, like, no one ever questions that. Like, what's, like, the, you know, the prequel to the Bible? Like, no one ever questions that. It's just always like, well, God did this. And it makes it easier for them. You know, they don't have any questions. And people just want to accept that because it's easier to understand. I'm saying as of right now, there's I just don't know. I, I don't All right. Know. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. I'll accept Big Bang. I don't know. I haven't researched it too much, but whatever. I guess if I had to make an argument right now, I'd back it up. I'd Google it on my phone right now and go to bat with it. Mike, what are your thoughts on it? <laughs> yeah, I love it. Man. So I was just enjoying George being the stop spotlight. Um, so you guys know science is a big part of my background. Um, so I was... I couldn't tell. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, so I was raised and kind of gravitated towards the science, science books. Yeah, you got me on that one. Uh, threw me off a little. Uh, so I always gravitated towards what I read in my earth science books, you know, the Bing Bang. Um, come to find out that that was actually a, a Christian scientist that kind of came up with that. But even as I mature through Christianity and following science and quantum physics and stuff like that, how it's all tying together and how a lot of the numbers are changing, the age of the universe and the, the expansion rates and all that kind of stuff. And it seems like it's still coming back to full circle, whether you're a Christian or not. And you say, well, what was before the first thing? You know, like that's something science can't answer and Christians can't answer. To me, I fall back on how can we fit the concept of an all-powerful being into our brain? We can't, and that's just evidence of it. So that's not where creation, you know, comes from, but it just it's an all-encompassing 
buffet of things. So I, I love reading about it. I love thinking about it. I'll never be able to answer it. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. So Juice. Yes. What's your thought on uh, the creationism <laughs> and where did man start? Well, my thoughts are first I have to dive into what is myth. And that's my first my first entrance to Wait, that. Mike, he's dodging the question right now, isn't he? Yeah, I, I, I feel like you put us on the chance. Chance. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> Let it play out. Yeah. Let it play out. Let it play out. Mm-hmm. What is myth? What is myth? So right. for everyone listening, I'm gonna direct my attention at Juice for the first half of this for that to- movie to- just played. <laughs> Tolkien famously did, did did a long speech upon mythopoeia, right? Mythopoeia, the 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 advent of what the myth actually means to the average person in history. So I'll equate it to American myth, all right? So I'm sure we all know about the young George Washington and the cherry tree, Mm. all right? That's an American myth, right? It's actually Mm -hmm. folklore. Did it happen? We don't know. But what we do know is George Washington existed, and he was known for his great attributes, right? He was known for his honesty. He was known for his his forward thinking and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? Uh, another another quote unquote myth would be John Henry outracing the locomotive, right? That'd be another myth. Fact, it did ha- well. Portions of that did happen, right? Did it happen the way it played out? We don't really know, but the story is told to exemplify man's position in the labor workforce as opposed to automation, and that even plays out today, right? Another myth would be Johnny Appleseed. And again, Johnny Appleseed was a real person. We know he was. He was he's historic fact. But did the stories play out the way they did? We don't know. Each one of these stories were real people, but the stories being told about them were told in a way to convey who they were and the attributes they possessed as people. That is always my approach to Genesis. Hmm. That's an excellent pre-rehearsed answer you gave us after me and Mike just going right off the tips of our tongues there. Um, so I still don't know where your stance is with man. I heard I heard I get it. Like you, you kind of were talking about how things, uh, you know, evolve into uh, folklore and myth. But so what, what's your answer to the question about where man came from? So. Let me answer this with the catechism, since I'm a, no. a Catholic now. No! I want you just to answer the question like I, me and Mike did. I am going to. I'm going to. Oh, my Lord. But I'm going to start with quote. We've converted him. He's asking God for help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, God, make Jews answer the question. Amen. <laughs> I'm going to start with the catechism on, uh, on section 390, where it says the account oh, yes. Oh, yes. of the fall in Genesis uses figurative language but affirms a primeval event, a deed that took place at the beginning of the history of man. Revelation gives us the certainty of faith that the whole of human history is marked by the original fault freely committed by our first parents. So, it does not say, (laughs) it does not say that Adam and Eve did not exist, all right, but... But it is using figurative language, what we would call folklore or myth. Does not mean it didn't happen, but it is told in a figurative manner. So, like Adam was real cool, but Eve was a real. <laughs> that, that's what we're learning from that, right? If it's folklore, we're like man, she was just awful to be around. She just ruined everything, like every party, you know, like like, like Eve just ruined because he was well, just a brat. 
to be around all the time. I'll get to even a little bit. I right. haven't read that version. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the George Comer that's Genesis. A, <laughs> that's the GIV version. Of that's my interpretation. <laughs> We're just saying that that's where the story was. We're like, okay, well, we're gonna make Eve do this for everybody. Okay, so well, listeners, you could either read our Bible or George's version, <laughs> where he's basically calling women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And we want them to do it this well, right, right. <laughs> So, George, are you saying that you're standing up for all liberals in that stance? Yo, yo, <laughs> when I speak, I speak on behalf of all liberals, every, every Democrat, every liberal, every atheist. I speak on that behalf. I represent them all as, yes, so no, concrete. Pressure. No pressure at all. No. <laughs> I'm just going to say that I, I uphold... Women's equal rights. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you follow the Bible, so you don't. Ah. Uh, oh, another topic. Read in like you're like you're supposed to. Yeah, hold like, on. They're did, supposed to follow you. Did 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 the Catholic Church? Yes or no? I don't, I didn't pay attention yes to the Catholic no. Church. Were they raping did, young boys again? I don't know. Did 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 the Catholic Church? Yes or no? <laughs> make Mary the head of all humankind. Did they? I don't know. Was that before or after she was raped? <laughs> I'm just saying, does again, she get consent? I'm again, just saying, she'd be, again. listen, if that was today, she'd be like, hashtag me too on Twitter right now. Like, oh, wait, did you make pickles? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is like extra right. zing going on. Tonight. A little extra oh. zing. Well, I'm super jealous. You brought another skeptic on, so I'm bringing some meat. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. All right. That's what you guys get. I'm going to pepper it on all day. So I'm throwing all kinds of smoke over here. So come on. What's your next question? George has you shade. You first skeptic. George has shade. Thank you, Gumby. Of course, Gumby has my back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to dive into Church Fathers. All right, so Justin Martyr, Justin Martyr, um, he said, For Adam was told that in the day he ate of the tree, he would die. We know that he did not complete a thousand years. We have perceived, moreover, the expression, the day of the Lord is a thousand years, is connected with this subject. So in, the, in, in several of the church fathers, early church fathers, because well, he's about, what, 150 A.D., right? So he's early church, um, that they thought that the creation account of seven days was 7,000 years, all right? So that parlays quite nicely with the way that their thought of idea of, uh, of time went, right? Cause it, Justin it, Martyr thought this? Yes, oh, this wow. is Justin Martyr, yep. Now, it even gets better because... My boy, Clement of Alexandria. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. So, he says, <laughs> he said, and how could creation take place in time, seeing time was born along with things which exist? That then we may be taught that the world was originated and not suppose that God made it in time. Prophecy adds this. The book of the generation, also the things in them, when they were created, in the day that God made heaven and earth. For the expression, when they were created, intimates an indefinite and dateless production. I love this quote. I love this quote because this is, what, 200 AD, right? So this goes way before our thought processes of Big Bang. It goes way before our thought processes of quantum physics and yet he's saying that this stuff took place before the existence of time that's pretty deep i, I love it i love it i mean th th that's a thought process that's that's straight beautiful 
mm-hmm. philosophy. I mean, that's think of, think, think of the thought process of that. This stuff happened outside of time because time didn't currently exist at that time. That's that's a deep thought process for that time period. I mean, that's like <laughs> I don't want. I'm always high on quantum physics, but it's, it's like time is an object. You can't have time. It hurts unless my brain when I start wrapping <laughs> around that. Yeah, and that's what he's saying in 200 yeah, that's, AD. That's impressive. That's impressive. Wow. Yeah. Now the cool thing is that Origen played off of his idea because he's just after that, right? So you can see. So he says, "For that had, <clears throat> for who that has understanding will suppose that the first and second and third day existed without a sun and a moon and stars, and uh, the first day was, as it were, also without a sky." I do not suppose that anyone doubts that these things figuratively indicate certain mysteries, the history having taken place in appearance and not literally. The text that there was evening and there was morning, it did not say the first day, but said what one day. It is because there was not yet time before the world existed, but time begins to exist with the following days. Again, that's that's a deep thought. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I mean, are we saying that essentially time was just another man-made construct? Hmm. Well, that's not true because we all experience the passage of time, right? We all feel the effects of age. We can look back across history. So time. Yeah, is but the concept of it, not aside from the reality of it. Yeah. Well, get that piece, but they understood the context of that time because they understood that the effects of time and the passage of time and that it was a created thing which again is pre-existent the idea of quantum physics so it's a really deep thought that they're actually grasping at time as a created entity the catholic church looks at time as a creature because it was created with all of creation so Gumby he's saying I think Correct me if I'm wrong. That it's not a man-made construct; it's a God-created start. Like um, during the process, time didn't even exist. Things can happen before He even created the object of time. Right. Wow. I just needed an interpreter. I, I that's, get it. That's all. I, I just needed my interpreter. <laughs> I'll dumb it down. We have different <laughs> concepts of time throughout different cultures all around the world. Not everyone tells time the same way. We don't all view it the same way, even though we all have a concept of time. Uh, so who controls the time and whose time is correct? And that is yeah, right. But that like, is that is Earth related God time like the time for everyone? Like if there's like another planet out there, like it's on a different time well, construct. Is that it, time or yes. is this time? So so time may exist differently for say Mars than it would for Earth, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the rotations of the planet, and gravity, right? Gravity. However, that being said, it hurts my brain so much. <laughs> I mean, even if, even if you were traveling in space, right? Because if you're the yep. faster you travel, the, the you actually time goes. you actually age at the same time, but everybody else around you ages more quickly right. because you're outside of that same Ugh. construct. <laughs> So <laughs> I love it, but I can't handle it, guys. I, I can't offer any wit. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> I've been drunk enough yet. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have a few more brews because you're like, let's go back and talk about time. What's that movie with Matthew McConaughey? Interstellar. Yeah, all right. I love uh, that movie. See, it hurts my brain. It is. I want to join you. I think it's interesting, but man, I just have a hard time. 
wrapping my mind around it's it. Like, I get it. Just, but think about that. These are church fathers talking about the construct of time. Yeah. That's incredible. Now, or is it? does the Bible talk about life on other planets? Does it? Does it? So we... When it comes to no, when it comes to conservative Mike is saying hard no. Yeah, when, so it, when it comes like to, to when it here. comes to the Bible, especially <laughs> because we're dealing with the Old Testament. All right, so when it comes to the Old Testament, we have to realize. I love you so much, Mike. I really they do. have. A, you know, I, I, love my, I love my nickname, conservative Mike. I'll take it. <laughs> they have a very early thought process when it comes to, I mean. More or less, you're talking about flat earthers, all right? So I'll, let's just face it. Let's just face it. These are ancient Mesopotamian people. I thought you were getting one for the show. Oh, I, I'm working on it still. What? I'm working on that you still. Did, yeah, I feel like that was yeah. a while ago. It was a while ago. I'm still working on it because the two people I'm trying to bring together don't actually like each other. So I'm still working on that. <laughs> <All right. laughs> but but um, you're, you're talking about a vain, ancient... All they knew was the Mesopotamian basin. Seventy yeah. nations. The Mesopotamian Basin, Sumerians, Akkadians, Canaanites, etc., etc. That's their world. That's all they know. They don't even know that Spain exists yet. All right, so you know, it's you know, Tarshish. I'm sorry. <laughs> so at that time, that's all they know. That is the world. In fact, cool, cool trivia. The reason why Paul wanted to go to Tarshish, which is Spain, target. The reason it's Paul wanted to go to they have, They've got great sandals, and they had horrible sandals in Jerusalem. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The reason you all want to go. <laughs> For the deals. Tent supplies. <laughs> it was actually... I just made the entire wow. audience dumber that was with so, that comment. That was I'm so sorry. Good. Um, it was so good. <laughs> if... If there's no other great time tonight, that was amazing right there. <laughs> time. I see what you did there. <laughs> oh. So, but the reason why Paul wanted to go was because he thought that was the end of the world. Oh. That Spain was where humanity only existed up to. Wow. Yeah. So, fun so, fact. Yeah, my view of the beginning of existence or the man, you know, where, where did it came from? I kind of view it that way is it's limited to that group of people and their mindset. So when you look at it like that, I don't necessarily view the Old Testament, the Bible, Genesis specifically, as uh, encompassing all of the people around them that they knew. They only knew their own. Yeah. So to them, that was their whole world. So when you think about it like that, I don't think it was ever meant to necessarily speak for everyone. How could it? Hmm. Yeah, I don't have a response for you. I don't know. I think, so, I mean, it could speak to everyone else, but not about everyone else. It may. It may speak to everyone else, but, you know, other cultures might say, you guys got it all wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys got it all wrong. And so, and that's what we have. We have many religions. We have other people who say we have it all wrong, including... You know, uh, I would even say science these days because science to me is taking on almost a, a religious type thing that you can't question just like religious fundamentals. There are certain things even within science that, you know, that you can't question. Whatever it may be, you know, science is trying to say, no, we actually got it all figured out, right? Yeah. 
Right. We, we got it all figured out. We got it. We don't need your Stay myths. away from us, Crunchy. We don't need your yeah, fairy yeah, tales. So, <laughs> yeah. So, it... Which Bill Nye is was doing. Right, that. right, right. So, so it, it's kind of doing the same thing that we're kind of arguing against of religious fundamentals. Who's saying, no, it's only 5,000 years old. So, you're replacing one extreme, it seems, almost with another extreme. And it doesn't leave much room for questions, so... I don't. My point is, is that I don't think it was ever meant to explain the whole origin of it. Why not, though? Again, and I've mentioned this a couple times. I've come back to this argument. Is it's just a horror. If this is a manual on life, it's an awful manual on life. <laughs> it's not. It's a chronicle. It's a. It's a horror, and it's supposed to tell you how to live, and it's doing it so in metaphor, and it's just awful. Like, why wouldn't it... If this is supposed to explain... If Mr. Ham is talking about the creation of the Earth and blah, 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 through this, why is everyone so, like, confident in this book of metaphors? But I remember having this conversation before with you. They they may not agree with me. That's okay, because I'm somewhere different on the spectrum, but, you know, what if it was never meant for you? What if it was never meant for us here in the Western world? I I hear you. I can't disagree. I can't agree. But I can't disagree. Because it go against what he believes in the Bible. Well, no, 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 no. I can't disagree, but I can't agree. Right. And, and there's for specific reasons. You're going okay, to yeah, you're you're gonna gonna go back to the fathers, aren't you? Are you going to tell actually, us specific reasons? Actually, or? so. Did he you, have did you ever rehearse. Did you ever read Divino Aflante Espiritu? Oh, my uh, Lord. This is not the, the next slide. I thought so. Yeah, right I thought so. So, <laughs> so this is actually written, believe it or not, during World War II, around 1943. All right? So it, it's an encyclical. It, it was written by, by one of the popes. I'll let you kill off all the I'll, Jews I'll, and God did nothing. I'll let you guys yeah, try to... Uh, actually, we should do an episode on that because an amazing story behind what you don't know. Well, I do but know we'll that, tackle like, that later. We'll tackle died. that later. So, so cool. What did he do? Like, so, <laughs> he, so he saved like twenty of them, this. and it was God. Okay. So right. Good. So moral cap. Slow so, clap for God on that one. Here we Excellent go. Work, so, moreover, we may rightly and deservedly hope that our time also can contribute something towards the deeper and more accurate interpretation of sacred scripture. For not a few things, especially in matters pertaining to history, were scarcely at all not fully explained by the commentators of past ages, since they lacked almost all the information which was needed for the clear exposition. How difficult for the fathers themselves, and indeed well-nigh unintelligible, were certain passages is shown, among other things, by the oft-repeated efforts of many of them to explain the first chapters of Genesis." Likewise, by the reiterated attempts of St. Jerome's, so to translate the Psalms, that the literal sense, that namely, which is expressed by the words themselves, might be clearly revealed. What is the literal sense of a passage is not always as obvious in the speeches and writings of the ancient authors of the East, as it is in the works of our own time. For what they wish to express is not to be determined by the rules of grammar and philology alone, nor solely by the context. The interpreter must, as it were, go back, wholly in spirit, to those remote centuries of the East, and with the aid of history, archaeology, ethnology, and other sciences, accurately determine what made of what modes of writings, so to speak, the authors of that ancient period would likely to be to use 
and in fact did use. Pope Pius XII. How did you two walk right into that slide verbatim? That is crazy. Well, I, I memorized it. No. no. <laughs> I'm saying... How the conversation literally went to your next slide. They pretty much had that conversation. They in did. Like, slide three. <laughs> other than God, Mike, there's no other explanation. So my faith is renewed. It was predestined. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta believe, George. Wow. wow. So... As you can see, even, even, even the popes understood that the texts themselves could not be understood the way they were written in the West. Yeah. Which is why they also brought out, so like the Dewey Rames was famously the most well-read version of the Bible up until the 1940s. Pope Pius XII in this encyclical is begging for a new version based on the old texts with footnotes that people could understand why it's being written the way it's written and said the way it's said. And so now, if you go to the N-A-B-R-E, it's full of footnotes about the way things are written and why they're written. Mm. So, let's say we got that. Let's say he won and we got it. We got that, that new version. And we have other cultures who have their versions that they want. You know, you know I think that George's point, it's like, well, we're still back at, you know... Well, he has his own version. Zero-sum game here, because the point is, is that who's the most right, whose is the best, whose is, you know, the most accurate, whose is more authority over who, you know, whoever controls that concept seems to be on top, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, my point is, is that why do we just accept that one? Why do we need? Why do we need that group of people's mindset as the worldview, though? I'm no. just, I'm thinking. And just playing, a, just riffing off Gumby here. I just feel like every religion thinks their religion's right, and theirs is the most accurate interpretation. So, what makes yours better? And, and I'm talking about religion. I'm not necessarily talking about the idea of, of a creation versus versus. I, I I always separate between religion and that. So I'm just talking about religion now, like. Who's to say that this one is correct at the beginning, even if we had that? Yeah. Well, I would say we're not even to the point of religion at this point. We're in the point of almost cultures, and a lot of cultures share this. So, I mean, Muslims would share the same story up till now with us. So it's like we're not even talking about our Bible. We're talking about a version of history. And I think what that passage that we just, or that, what do you want to call it, quote we just read um, or even the big three, they share the Abrahamic faiths, though. Yeah, so this is pre-Abraham, so this is some sort of creation, and I would think probably all Middle East right. would have the same thing. But what, what the quote said was, we have to be intentional about going back to not a version of truth, but put ourselves in the writer's head and kind of learn about what that and then that speaks perspective to us so it doesn't have to be like their their version of anything i think that makes it a little agnostic in my opinion right, right. but so let's say we did that mm. with our view right well it would be with or, their view with any of the abrahamic okay lineage but i'm saying people in japan would have a completely different outlook and and mindset and worldview if they traced theirs all the way back you know, they wouldn't be looking through any of that, it, it, any of their uh, beginning 
ideologies or whatever it is, whatever they view yeah. as the beginning in a creator. But they wouldn't have to. The point would be, if they really, really wanted to research it, the way to research it would be to not just read it as we read a book, but to read it through the eyes of the writers and understand what they're trying to say. And then you compare it to whatever your historical version is. You know, so it's, it's not a... Con- and I agree with that. Like, at some point, wouldn't we just say, all right, so here we got this worldview at the very beginning, and then here we got here. We got this part of the world, and we got this part of the world, and then it seemed that, that it, it feels more balanced. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. She just so. throws that at me a lot, that we have to be in a writer's head and understand what he was thinking when he wrote that verse. But what do you, what do you think the writer meant when he said Noah lived to be 930 years old? Like, how would you translate that besides Noah lived to be 930 years old? So, I mean, so you break that down into context. Noah lived to be 930 years old, all right? So, Noah, the person, okay, they're probably talking about Noah, lived. What do you think that meant? Let's interpret Dude, lived. this is the longest breakdown of a I'm just breaking it down ever... because I know he didn't live to be 930 so I just want to know the context <laughs> we got... of what the author thought at that time when he said Noah lived to be 900 whatever years old so lived what was the translation of Latin and lived back then I don't know verbatim in Latin Latin probably lived probably it meant lived so he said Noah <laughs> Noah lived to be and so what do you think it what do you we think 930 it. translated to? Do you think... I can only be trolled for so long. This is enough. <laughs> well, I, I'm sure Aaron probably knows more than I do on this, but I'm I'm thinking that they obviously didn't count the way we count today. Amen. So that's that's the first thing I thought. And I, I've always thought that, so, in fairness. Yeah. Is that they just counted differently than we do. Would you like a, re- a real-world example? Well, I want to know what's, what's the dates they were talking about. Would you like a modern? It was like thirty days. Would you like a modern day example? I would like to go ahead. Whatever. All right. So, how familiar are you with Indonesia? None. All right. So, if you were to well, yeah, touche. Yeah. If you were to sit down, and this happens to tourists all the time when they go over there. All right. So. If you were to sit down, let's say a very good teacher comes in, all right? Uh, This happened to, I forget who it was. There was a teacher who just went over there just recently. And he sat down, and this this girl walks in. Couldn't have been more than 25 years old. And they introduced her as being 55 years old. And he turned to the announcer after she was announcing, he said, what's up with this? There's no way this girl's 55. <laughs> and he said, no, 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 no. Age is not the way it's counted the way you guys think in the West. We actually add years to show esteem to people. So we announce her as 55 years old because we believe she has the wisdom of a 55-year-old. Oh, so it's a maturity thing. Yes. Oh, I like that. It's an esteem thing. It's, a, it's, it's maturity and esteem in the, in the social construct of their society. So, so it's, they it's add years. The view that person. Yes. And they add years to that person to esteem them in society. And this is how you should treat this person. So, so that's all I'm, Adam and I'm about 1,500, George. Knowledge to build esteem from other people? 
That's how it's built. That's a modern day example in Indonesia. Dude, that actually does make your troll job just fall all over the floor. Because <laughs> I'm about 1,500, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> because that was, that was good. I wasn't going to go there. I was going more with Gumby's route where, you know, the, That's it was spinning idea. faster, you know, if it was spinning faster, how many more times can the sun rotate? And maybe people did live longer. There weren't all these mm. radio towers everywhere giving them cancer back then. <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can vibe with that. Yeah, and, and that's a modern-day example, and it's always been that way in their culture. So, And that's a reflection of the ancient cultures. You add years to people in old cultures to show your esteem for them in society. When did Eve die? Because I know that Adam almost lived to be a 1,000, but not quite. He was supposed to because he was eating they, apples off the tree of knowledge or whatever it's supposed to be. Well, technically, we don't know it was an apple or well, whatever. He was eating the fruit, blah, blah, blah. There were some trees. One was good, one was bad. But so then Eve, how long did she live? So the thing is, is that... Twelve weeks? Is that... Too long. Is that... <laughs> oh. Jeez. Snap. Ouch. Hey, there's pickles here from Calvin. I'm a fan of Eve. Just for anybody who's insulted. I like Hashtag. Eve. Part two. Eve. I like Eve. I forgive Eve for... Ruining humanity. <laughs> Hashtag Eve too. <laughs> when your wife gave birth, she probably did. She's like, of all "Damn you, Eve! Of all Damn the fruits, you have to pick." So, so, so here's the I thing. Have a tree of life. <laughs> so here's the thing. It's so, a talking snake, man. What? What do you want? <laughs> so, in the, old, though? in the early parts of the Bible, a man and woman are looked at as one person. Oh. So they actually don't, they only, no. only give you the, the age of one because, remember, it says right in Genesis that Adam was made, he and she, them, right? So, so she lived to be 902. They're looked up, at, they're looked at as one person. So when she, so they're looked at as, it's two people, a couple, one person. So when they die, it's a them. Okay, well, I'm just, I'm so. trying to poke holes in your argument is what I'm trying to do. Adam and, was 930. Okay. And that's all we know. And then if you Google Eve, a bunch of celebrities come up. So maybe 40. <laughs> <laughs> like just 40. So Jews is saying. <laughs> so, Are we going with Eva Green? Is that- <laughs> uh, yeah. She's still alive. I, I Googled it. I think it answer. I'm guessing 43. Um, so, but what Jews is saying, Jews is saying that Adam and Eve were one and that they lived to be 930. Um, but Adam would have been what you were saying a good what esteemed was the word yeah but Eve blew it for everybody so how'd she why is she 930 now hold on I'm gonna stand up for Eve right here I'm gonna stand up for Eve right here yeah she literally gave pregnancy pains and I'm jumping on and thorns thorns my soapbox thorns wait 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 my soapbox back off All right. so if if Adam was the man he was Mm. Oh, this is embarrassing. If, man, if Adam was the man he was, why, why did he stay silent mm. when he when she grabbed the fruit and mm-hmm. brought it over? And he just simply, you know, because he's whipped, right? Mm-hmm. Why did he just grab the fruit and eat it instead of standing up and saying, hey, hey maybe we shouldn't do this? No, he didn't do that. Like he it. was quiet. He what? was quiet. Why was he quiet? He should have said, hey, honey. I probably should have told you about the rules we have here. Mm. He didn't do that, did he? Nope. Mm. All right. So wait, she didn't know the rules. I I'm assuming, right? So 
Well, I thought she apologized or something. Why is it that Adam did not stand up and say something? So, I'm sorry. I've got to stand up for Eve. Yeah. I agree. Man should have been a man. Oh. Seriously. Ouch. Ooh. <laughs> so, uh, Why men great till they got to be great? This, uh, we're going to derail pretty fast on this point. Let me get back to one of your original thoughts. What is the Catholic... So, do you think, from a Catholic perspective... All right. Was Adam and Eve the first human beings ever? Funny you should mention that. So... So I do happen to have something for that. Oh, wow, okay. I was like, what? <laughs> so it does turn out... Mm. Man, you're jumping way ahead of me right now. Oh, I, I had okay. stuff before this. Let's, okay, let's say I had stuff thing. way before this. As long as you promise you're going to address it. I will address it. Well, this. I actually I wanted... I wanted to get everybody's take, like, just Adam and Eve, without, like, anything around it. Yeah. Do you think Adam and Eve Gumby was real? No! <laughs> That's, that's no, George. I think it's a figure, a figurative story. Okay. All right, yeah. there's one? Yeah. Um, no. Hard no. I'm going to say yes. I, I, think, I think Adam was just the word necessarily to describe human. In trying to describe Ooh. the basic beginning story of humanity. That's an interesting theory, I like. So, okay. I mean, okay. when you mix the I'm sexuality with the violence, I've seen some like pictures that. of Adam and Eve, and they had an umbilical, they had a, you know, Gross. belly yeah. button. A belly button. So yeah, that's... That is weird. That's interesting. I mean, who cut it, right? Well, it's usually one of my arguments, here. right? I'm like, why do they have a belly umbilical cord? Why do they have a belly button? <laughs> they may not have. So, I think Adam and Eve were real. I'm not sure they were. And they're the only two people, and they no, two. I don't think that necessarily. All right. Okay. I think it could have been a localized. So I, I follow this guy on YouTube. Aaron, you played him before. He's like the philosophical Christian guy, and he kind of I agree with his point that. He, God could have still done the creation story with Adam and Eve out of dirt and everything in a more pristine environment. You know, like along with existing humanity. Like left the uh, tree of of life out of it so they couldn't get in trouble? In the Garden of Eden, sort of thing. Okay. So, is this Gerald Schroeder? Uh, He's a young guy. No, no, yeah, he's a young guy. His name is something like. I I lean towards figurative, but. All right. The reason why I would say I it, I wouldn't be against the other way, so maybe I'm on the fence, I don't know, All right. is because of the records that were kept back then, the lineage. Ooh. So if you, it, right. there, actually, there are records, Jewish you know, records. Absolutely. Love uh, the Jews. Uh, actually, there were no Jews back then. Oh. <laughs> Got so, him. Right? Hello, no, no. He's bird. right. At that time, there actually there was, was no, no Jews. Judaism. There yeah. was no yeah. Jews. He's right. So, even though they would like to take credit for that when it's, you know, whoa, 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 convenient. Whoa. <laughs> is this our next episode? I don't know. <laughs> Showing his cards. So, anyways. But there are, I mean, they do have records, right? So they do have a lineage that they would like to claim that goes back to that. If that can be proven true to me, and like, no, Gubby, actually, here it is. Boom, 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 boom. Then I would say, all right, then, you know, I can't say anything. You're right. I'm wrong. I've learned something. But up until that point, you know, I I feel like it's a figurative story of the beginning of humanity and how it took, uh, Mm. took place from their point of view at that time with their world perspective. Touche. Okay. Uh, going back to uh, what Mike said, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull a juice here. Ooh, I'm pull a juice. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Okay. Like so, uh, okay. <laughs> I favor that. So God way, created a man in His own image. In the image of God created He Him, 
male and female created he them. Yeah. Now later, it says, and Adam called his wife. Oh, did I just, oh, no, did I just turn the page? Are you looking for the page? <laughs> right. <laughs> Chapter verse. Oh my gosh, I just blew it. I just blew it. So awful. Oh, it's so okay. awful. But he called her Eve because she was the um, uh, mother of all life. Saying it did just start with them. And what you're saying, you were thinking for a moment that there was like a plethora of people that God created. But according to this year Bible, it's saying that Eve is the creator of all life. So it started with just two. Yeah, I, I take that a little bit as kind of poetic. Yeah. Poetic yeah. license. Woman. Yeah, so... Look, I am a fence rider, and I no, still you're have, not. I still have a little bit of the all right. Well, there was evolution, you know, so there was right, some right. sort of evolution, but there was also God intervening. You know, God created everything. At some point, time was part of that creation. I don't really know the timeline, but I'm trying to have my cake and eat it too. <laughs> too shit. That makes us Christian. <laughs> <laughs> you sure you're not Catholic? <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, I'm everything. So you're like you know, universal. That, that makes Probably. me Protestant. Is that <laughs> more accurate? So hey, look, there's pickles. <laughs> so we will get into that in a second. You're not allowed to crazy. You're not allowed to quote the Bible to us, George. Oh, that, you're like, <laughs> who gave him that book? <laughs> <laughs> well, in my defense. That is the Masonic version. So, since he's a conspiracy theorist, I let him read that one. I'm not a conspiracy. The Masonic version. Do they have a Bible version? Mm-hmm. Of course. Really? Yeah. Rare. And get this. Ready? It's he a paid king. $11.87. A, wait, 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 wait. wait. It, it gets better. The Masonic version is King James. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it would make sense, right? <laughs> George is reading King James, Old English. Only because we of the need song. to do a conspiracy episode. Correct. We won't. We oh, won't. We won't rabbit trail. It is so coming up. It is I'm so coming up. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, I, I mean, there's no doubting. There's Freemasons. Oh no, no, it exists. <laughs> yeah. If and you want, people. if you want, I can bring a Masonic Mason. Oh, I'm sorry, a Mason on the show. I'll bring a lizard. I know. I know I'll bring a lizard person in. I know a few. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. After? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, Christianity, look at this. Like we teleport from the floor. <laughs> I want to see a shapeshifter. Come on. I will say this, though. Since we are Adam and Eve and creation, right? Adam and does, Eve, not Adam and does, Steve. Does, That's right, George. Does, does anybody know? Does anybody know who St. John Paul II was? No. He's the good pope, right? He was a great pope. Yeah. I love JP2. <clears throat> JP2 was amazing. Again, JP2, my JP2, boy. JP2, my boy. My boy. All right? My so man. here's what he said. He said, quote, It can therefore be said that from the viewpoint of the doctrine of the faith, there are no difficulties in explaining the origin of man in regard to the body by means of the theory of evolution. Okay. Yes. So that is an actual pope of the church okay. who officially announced that he has no problem well, with, the not origin, with the origin of man. That, that just means you're wrong. But, um, oh, <laughs> conservative Mike, you didn't take that from me? <laughs> I'm waiting for them to speak up. I want, I want, I want Mike to say Other people something. Other people could attack you too. Other people could attack you too. 
I don't mind the parts of Catholicism that align with my beliefs. <laughs> that makes you like every other religion. <laughs> I mean, I, I would imagine some people would feel like that quote from the Pope is also like, yeah, I see him being a good politician too. Because, ah. you know... You know, he firmly did believe that because... And th- this is, again, where... Um, and I hate to say this, but if you look at Catholicism, it, we founded science, okay? There was no science before the Catholic Church. Anyway, they, that's why they have no issues with any, anything that, that science thing, comes I up know. with. That's kind of a bold statement. Anything, is that a real thing? Anything science comes up with, we don't have a problem with because we founded it. So, hey, boom. I'm dropping the mic. I'm dropping the mic. I'm dropping the mic. So, I'm going to Google statement. that right yeah. now. I better but, come up first. But, so, the catechism and the Catholic Church do not care where you stand, honestly. So, if you are a person who believes that the earth was created in seven days, or, <laughs> or if you believe that um, it took. 13 billion years, hmm. the Catholic Church doesn't care because all it cares about is the doctrine of the church. So wait a minute. I, I, I'm not over that. <laughs> the, uh, you said, yeah. you right. said the Catholic Church founded <laughs> science? Yes. Did, wow. Hey, Siri, did Catholics create science? <laughs> Siri okay. wouldn't know. I found this on the web for did Catholics create science. Check it out. Thank you, Siri. <laughs> Siri Siri would know because Siri is secondhand information. He should be asking Google. So, all right. So, <laughs> I, I think we need to define that in our own points of view without other presuppositions or without other people we've watched on YouTube or whatever, what science is. Then, and then ask ourselves if Catholics or any church or any religion ah, discover science. Well, because again. if science is just the, you know, man, I'm just trying to figure out this human thing yeah. and the earth thing. I mean, there had to be someone way from the beginning like, man, I need to figure this out. I'm just going to try and ask questions, figure things out. Yeah, you can't be part of a team. If Even you're... if they didn't have the language that we had, that scientific mind had to exist way before the Catholic Church. Well, no, because huh. what? <laughs> I, I'm going. Oh, wow. Here's why. <laughs> I'm going. Great answer, Jess. Thank you. You're like, <laughs> I'm going. My conversion. Come on. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to answer this very, very easily. <laughs> okay. The terminology of science didn't exist until it was brought up through the Catholic Church. Terminology. Yes. What we term things as. Yes. So did did the ideas of science pre-exist the Catholic Church? The ideas may have. Yes. But the terminology and the scientific process didn't exist before that. Maybe. Maybe they didn't have the method or... The madness. What we call, you know, whatever vocabulary that we have now that is attributed to a lot of Catholics. But to say that that there were no scientific minds or people of uh, thirst or knowledge for how the earth worked or humanity worked before Catholicism is well, I, the bold statement. Think dude. about it. Think about it. The Pope would be like, come on, dude, come on. <laughs> well, no, no. Think about it. The closest you could get to science in the ancient world, the closest you would get is probably... It's clearly Catholicism, guys. Archimedes. Archimedes is probably the closest you're going to get. And, Ar- and even Archimedes... 
did not define his stuff as science, and he didn't lay out a process. I mean, Aristotle was a philosopher, right? Process. Socrates was a philosopher. You don't have a scientific process set up until well into the. Oh, man, almost Middle Ages. I don't, but like, I don't so. agree. But like Neil deGrasse Tyson would say, <laughs> dude, do you even science? I mean, doesn't science always change? Science always does change. Yeah, But you don't have a science. The early roots of science can be traced to ancient Egypt and Mesopotamia. Yes, but there was no scientific process laid out. This is semantics. You can't base an argument on semantics. I think like... I believe you can. I think... <laughs> all right, so did anybody... Repeatedly cook the same dinner before then. That's science. Did did they? So in order to repeat it, they probably wrote down the ingredients. So wait, where did you say it started from? I like where Mike's going better. Wait, wait, wait. Let's go with that argument. I can't remember. Where did you say it started from? You said said, I forgot. You said Egypt, right? No, my phone said Egypt, right? I said when people started cooking dinner and they had to use ingredients because that's science. You're going to base that over people who were cooking their stuff over dung, right? I don't know what okay. you're talking about. <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure. All, all right, right. All right. All right. I, I just wanted to verify that. Hey, one man's dung is another man's dinner. Okay? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's a scientific <laughs> process. So what all I'm saying is, like, whoever created the vocabulary, if the definition of that word already existed, I'm not going to credit the inventor of the word. Yeah, yeah. That's like for me. No, no, no. Yeah. The process. Because science is a process. And if you don't define the process, there that's not the science. Copyright that's it. not science. Yeah, 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 it is yeah. science. It's not science. Until you define oh, a process, it's not science. Boom. <laughs> You're on your own on this one. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Like Columbus saying he actually <laughs> discovered a new world. Right. And it's like, uh-uh. <laughs> oh, come on. He thought he, he thought he found Indians. It's not fair. <laughs> so he didn't. He, that's he, right. He did. He was Catholic, by the way. <laughs> it's a series of dog poo. Speaking of dogs, this is Dogfish Head Pumpkin Ale. A full-bodied brown ale with smooth hints of pumpkin and brown sugar. We brew our pumpkin ale with pumpkin meat, brown sugar, and spices as the season cools. This is the perfect beer to warm up with. Pumpkin is named after the serious off-centered southern Delaware extravaganza Pumpkin Chunkin. Check out some of these Discovery Channel videos of Pumpkin Chunkin. you got to believe it. In fact, Pumpkin Chunkin made its debut as its claimed first prize in the 1994 Pumpkin Chunkin Recipe Contest. Yes, that was full six months before we even opened our doors for business. It has an IBU of 28 and an ABV of 7. Cheers. Cheers, Cheers my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. I love that. I think I like this better than the first one. I'm going to agree. Yeah. Ah, man. It's oh, yeah. the, the flavor. Now, this, you could taste all the herbs in. I mean, you, there's definitely a, a nuttiness to it. Um, it's got a darker hue as well. Yeah. Still a copper, yeah. but it definitely has a darker hue to it. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's definitely a more pumpkin flavor. And it's got a oh, good yeah. nose. It has, a, it has a beautiful nose to it, right? It's got a beautiful nose. Um, almost like a, a clover type flavor, I'd say, on the, on the outside. It definitely tastes the clover on the outside. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just want to take this moment and thank the Catholic Church for this beer. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> on behalf of all Catholics, I accept your praise. Uh, 
<laughs> oh, definitely made with good process. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see what you did there. Oh. We are also going to try. Oh yeah, Kelvin's pickles. Uh-oh. All right, so I'm going to grab one, and I'm going. Uh, I'm grabbing one. I'm going to have uh, George grab one. Mike preemptively gonna, grabbed his. Yeah, I'm going to go with another. All right. I'm going to fake a, a live taste test here. All right. All right. Here's Just one. Just like I mine. fake first did that joke earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Mike, or uh, Gumby rather, doesn't like pickles. Oh, yeah. Just throw that out there, huh? <laughs> nice. When was the last time you tried pickles? Uh, I probably had one on a burger or something like that. Yeah. Accidentally, I yeah, <laughs> forgot to take it off. <laughs> had to tell you no like pickles. threw it at the manager. You're like, what is? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <laughs> no pickle. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Dude, this oh, yeah. is such a robust flavor. It it has a, a spiciness has on a the end that kind of tags you. Mm-hmm. It really tags you on the end. I really like that. You're right though. I think it might be cayenne. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're it right. Might be I really have to ask Kelvin what this recipe is. It has like three chapters. It has your first <laughs> bite. It's, it's like a bunch of flavors, and as you chew it, it becomes sort of sour, mm-hmm. almost like a sour pickle. And then mm. a warm heat develops on the third chapter. It's, it's really it's like Willy Wonka factory tour. And I'm <laughs> setting your sweating <laughs> profusely. It's a horse meal pickle. It has verses and chapters. It's written in prose. <laughs> well, I would imagine, even though I don't like pickles, if they're anything like his wings, if, you know, for pickle lovers, I'm sure they're good. So. Oh. He makes really good wings, too. Really good. But you wouldn't know that, would you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I wouldn't. <laughs> but back when I was still a pescatarian, I can say that he had phenomenal salmon. Mm. Oh, yeah. You're not even a pescatarian anymore? You're a straight veggie? I'm a straight vegetarian. I'm progressive. I'm even more progressive than George, so. Oh! Whoa. <laughs> that regards, I, I tried. I tried a couple times. It didn't work. Um, I just tried within the last year. It didn't work for me. I um, I wouldn't mind trying again. I just need to make sure I do some. I was definitely missing some vitamins and stuff like that. There's some effects I don't really want to talk about here, mm-hmm. but, like, um, it just wouldn't work for me. I was real drowsy, really exhausted. just wasn't. I was missing something, so I had to go back to well, eating. You, you, when you when you change your diet that drastically, you do have to change the way you intake your vitamins. I had to change mine. Going mm-hmm. in, being becoming a vegetarian, there were specific vegetables and fruits and herbs I had to take in to offset because your chemistry changes. It, it does. It, yeah. it literally changes. And I definitely felt that, so maybe I just need to do a little more homework and then try it again. How long did you give it? Well, we, I've we, been a vegetarian. When I was a young man, I was a vegetarian for um, over a year, actually. I was successfully. And then uh, I went back to it, and I think, like, maybe two weeks, three weeks. Mm, but, um, mm. again, I ended the videos going. I'm trying to metaphorically. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, nope, eating meat again. Like, nope, and... Clear that problem right up. So, um, yeah, I need to, uh, yeah, oh, do some homework. Make sure I'm getting on Whereas I had no issues. PG-13. Anyway, PG-13. <laughs> but, again, supplement, supplement, supplement. <laughs> naturally. Naturally. There's natural ways to do it. But, yeah. yeah.
So, again, thank you to the Catholic Church. For thank that. you, Science, for You're your supplements. Welcome. Or thank You're you, welcome. Catholics, for Where supplements. would we be? <laughs> That'd be awesome if GMC was actually owned by, like, the Catholic Church. I mean, literally. Like, I, like, I told you. Don't tempt him. Don't get him going. Listen, I'm just trying to make up for everything that Ken Ham is laying on everybody else. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Who's making me want to throw up? All right. And maybe a little bit of Ken Hovind. I don't know. Ken Hovind. That's his buddy. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, I've been to his museum. I liked his museum. It was fun. Yeah. You like all the facts he made up? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other people are allowed to attack good. Mike too. Other people are allowed to talk, talk smack to Mike too, not just me. I mean, who's Ken Hovind? I thought it was great fiction. I want to make fun of Mike. What's what are we? Uh, who's Ken Hovind? Oh, I'll show you later. Okay. So when we when we were watching that clip mm-hmm. of Bill Nye, and he was with. Uh, oh gosh. Ken Ham. No, no, no. He was being interviewed by the famous... Uh, oh, the old guy. Yeah. Um, Larry, Larry, Larry King. Mm. I remember seeing an episode with Larry King interviewing Norm MacDonald, and he was bringing up the Bible because he loves... Because Norm MacDonald is a Christian, and he likes to, I guess, rag on Norm. And he asked, so Jesus lived during a time when everybody thought the earth flat. The earth was flat. So he's like, do you think Jesus thought the earth was flat? I just thought it was an interesting question. Wait, Larry asked that to Norm McDonald? Yeah, and Norm, and so what is, uh, what is, Norm was just like, you got to look up the video. It's, it's hilarious. And Norm was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> How do you answer that? You know, so. <laughs> and he's good. Norm's he's a good, great. clean comment. He's like, um, uh, he's Norm, I've always loved Norm. Yeah. His yeah. logic one, that episode where he's, or not episode, but that joke where he's like, Uses logic to put two and two things together at the very end. Mm-hmm. It's, I think it's a Conan video. You gotta Google that one. That's a good one. You're a funny dude. Well, I mean, it's an interesting question, though, is it not? It is. Do you think Jesus thought the Earth was flat, and how scientific view was back then? And it's interesting. Well, he you must say have that. known, because right. I mean, well, don't we say? Don't we look at Jesus being? That's God? To Larry King's point. It was like, didn't Jesus create the Earth? But everyone else around him thought it was flat. Time. I mean, well, shouldn't that also be written in here? It is. That's round. Actually, no. That's it's not flat. necessarily like they carried that around at that time. It wasn't all printed out. It was only for those who were in well, it, the higher ups of the religious church. It, it's funny you say that because obviously most of them were illiterate, right? Right. And even the Hebrew language didn't exist until after the time of Moses or after, right? I mean, before that, you had Phoenician. And uh, Egyptian and Canaanite and um, Ugarit, which was uh, a, like Paleo Hebrew, was a precursor to, to Hebrew, right? So you didn't really have Hebrew until the time of Moses. So, in fact, that's how you know that Adam's name wasn't actually Adam, because Hebrew didn't exist at that time. So, whatever Adam and Eve called each other, probably like, you know, sweetie and honey pie. But, you know, <laughs> whatever they called each other, it was not Adam and Eve because there was no Hebrew. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, it, 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 does, it does evoke different thought processes when you realize that. 
Wow, that's kind of weird to think about because whenever we, even you and I, have studied the first paragraph of the Bible, we kind of analyze it based on Hebrew, but now you're telling me like that is kind of a fallacy. Like, even when you were talking about Elohim and... Mm -hmm. Well, yes and no, because Elohim does not just exist inside Hebrew. It also exists inside of Ugarit. Oh. And and the Akkadian and so, so Hebrew maybe evolved from those languages. Okay, yeah, I don't feel so misled. Didn't, um, <laughs> didn't speak Yiddish. Yiddish is much much later. <laughs> That's out of Aramaic. <laughs> oh, George is silent, which is well. What do you think? Really you think, interesting. Do you think uh, Jesus would have thought like everyone else thought at the time? Do you think the earth was flat? Or? I don't think Jesus would have cared. I think that his ministry was point. based on theology. That's what my thought was. I'm like, I not science. Not I science. Care. I don't think he cared. Yeah. Because think about it, and that's why that's why I think about the early chapters of Genesis. It's like God didn't come down and say, "Yo, morons." Don't you understand the Earth is round? Let me teach you some quantum physics. Well, I mean, some of the late chapters I mean, don't care about science. Either. So, like, and he didn't care. Mm. Oh, let's let's take science. All right, what generation of science? Because science changes. I In mean, fact, how much has science changed since the 1820s? I mean, a lot. Okay, so why would God try to speak in scientific terms that to this? They change often yearly. Well, I talk about it all the time. Why is he speaking a language that's changed? I, I said it all the time. Like, I think the Bible would be a lot cooler if it was written in a futuristic language we were coming to know and coming to in understand. In your opinion. But that means that 2,000, I'm sorry, 5,000 years of people would not have understood because it's in a future language. So why is he choosing to eliminate science but not language? Because language can always be articulated because we know etymology and morphology. But science itself changes every decade. Wouldn't that be a beautiful thing, though, if like he was answering questions on here? Dude, like, but we don't wouldn't have... Wouldn't that be like... The, listen, that would give this but, some but heat. But the answers... If like, if like this is it, and this was like saying, like, the world's round. Everyone's like, it's flat. And yeah. like, they're like pinning Jesus to the cross. Like, it's flat, you moron. And then they hold find on, out later on. that I have to correct you round. There. I have to correct That'd you be brilliant. There. I have to correct you there. As Neil, Ty- as Neil deGrasse Tyson said, the earth actually isn't round. So shut uh, up because like what it's a oval of some sort exactly so so I'm sorry I have to correct you I said you. round an oval's round that's true he did say he that he did yes it's because so, it's spinning so darn fast we just can't feel it exactly but it's spinning so fast that it's almost like he compared it to a, a, a guy spinning pizza dough right that it almost takes on almost like an oval shape right so and again, and, and from from space, okay. from space because of atmosphere, it looks yeah. round, right? It does, but we know it isn't. But it's so big, it looks round. But again, when science changes from decade to decade, why would God try to say that this is scientific principle when science is always changing? What doesn't change? Well, etymology, knows, morphology, like we can we're understand. trying to come up with science right now. If God knows the answer, then that should just be absolute. But that's not like a, we wouldn't have to study if He just told us right absolute. here. I'm just I'm telling you right now, science is not absolute. That's because we're learning more. Our Creator knows the answer, Juice. That's stupid. It's not stupid. I don't know, man. Our Creator knows the answer. So you're like you're trying to say like, well, science is always changing. Well, not to God because He made it that way. He already knows. He has nothing to learn. So how many? How what's your average size class in a school? 
I don't know, 20 kids. And how many teachers does that one class have? One. And how many kids fail? <laughs> Majority in Cleveland. Okay. <laughs> so, like, what I'm saying is, is like, you can't, you can't write words and speak to everybody. And to me, that wouldn't be a relationship. You know, like, I'm, I'm the relationship. I'm almost like the altar call Like giving you here. something solid? Like giving you an actual fact no. that's not up for interpretation? Man, I tell you, this is, my, this is the crux I'm, I'm getting to. I'll read something. I won't understand it. I'll go outside, not even be thinking about it. I'll garden, and it'll hit me later what God was trying to tell me. I'm weeding my garden. I'm pulling out these weeds, and it hits me. It's like... You know, why would you surround yourself with people? You know, it, this is painful to things, and, and we don't understand, like, why we have to eliminate and make hard choices in life. But for the good of the fruit of the earth, you know, there's things like that. God couldn't tell me that and tell you something that applies to you. It's sort of just like, this is a bunch of, a packet of seeds. It's not a manual. It's a, it's a packet of seeds to relationship and a way of life that you discover, See, I think that's one thing I hate about it. It should be a manual, and it should have absolutes. But what if, what if, what if you let those seeds resonate, and then you become a preacher of absolutes? Well, if it's God's word, then that's okay. Yeah. I don't know where you're going at. Why are you looking at me like you just proved me wrong or something? Like I'm confused. No, I'm saying like like if you let those seeds resonate, you will be speaking God's word, but not verbatim from that book. You will know the manual. He's written it in you, you know, and and then now you're equipped to preach it. It's like combination of Holy Spirit and relationship and, and things like that 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 makes it come out of your mouth. You can't you can't record it. You can talk to somebody almost on a spiritual level that you wouldn't be able to because it's it's like prophetic at that point. You know, you're talking directly to them, even for stuff you don't even know. You know? Mm. Yeah, I see what you mean. At that point, your own your, uh, your own worldview becomes your own. Yeah. Well, why you would know, God well, want that if he has a very specific set of rules to live by? You're trying to speak honest, to all of mankind. Even religion changes, right? If science changes, religion changes. Well, I mean, theology, when God says something, I don't think he meant for it to be interpreted and bent. And But theology changes according to culture. Because each culture has a different way of understanding things. And so it has to change. It has to evolve. You have to have different motifs in order to get across to the people of each generation. Because culture changes. So wouldn't even organized religion fall under that? Absolutely. That's why, that's why the Catholic Church has evolved so much across 2,000 years. Mm-hmm. We've always Now, the dogmas have never changed. The dogmas have never changed. But the way we teach and relate to cultures always changes. What dogmas are you saying, like, haven't changed? Well, things like, you know, Jesus is God, the virgin birth, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Those are dogmas, right? So, uh, I thought dogmas yeah. were negative rule-following for the sake of... No, 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 no. Dogmas are teachings of the church that don't change. Oh. Yeah. Catholics yeah. invented it. <laughs> like science. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, that's still a hard one to swallow There's a little, lot of crazy things mentioned here in this show And uh, I'm just not sure about Catholics inventing science I can't even say it It's alright Just go back to uh, uh, What was it? Episode uh, 44 and 45 
which is the uh, science in the church. <laughs> so the last the last podcast we had your cousin on. Yes. Yeah. yeah. My my brother in law. Yeah, your brother in law. All right. Yeah. Chris. So we, the other skeptic. Okay. We, yeah. <laughs> it's okay. He brought we, gifts, by the way. He we, did. He did. In I fact, love you guys love the other skeptic so this? much. Why don't you marry him? <laughs> <laughs> he he brought us a new bottle opener and. <laughs> Well, Anyways, so he sounds like a really cool guy. I can't I wait to meet up, him. Yeah, I, I brought up the fact that there was this uh, <laughs> physicist that was on Joe was Rogan's. Super cool? uh, was on the Joe Rogan Experience. Is that what he calls it? Yes. So much cooler than your physicist, Brian Brian Cox. <laughs> Brian Cox. Uh, and one of the things that guy said that was so cool was he's like, you know, as, as physicists, we we get to a certain point where we have so many things figured out. But and I'm paraphrasing. But there's some, so many things we don't have figured out. And one of the things that they don't have figured out is, you know, in terms of when the beginning was in, in creation and not being able to dispute as a physicist, as a, I guess he's agnostic or atheist. I don't know which one. It's one of the two. Is saying that even though I don't have all the answers, what I can tell you as a physicist is that I cannot deny there's so much order to how things are at the beginning. There's order that if things were just one molecule or one atom different mm-hmm. any other way, human human life wouldn't be in existence. Yeah. And, man, I found that so profound. And the fact that he can acknowledge that, and I, I think that it that brings common ground between the two mm-hmm. worlds. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I agree. I can't well, battle that. In fact, in the old world, if you go to the old world... Order. The commonality among the creation tales is mm-hmm. amazing. I'm sure you've heard of the Enuma Elish, right? Of course. <laughs> so oh, yeah. it's, it's one of the it's like the Babylonian creation tale. Oh, All yeah. right. So Gilgamesh comes out of that and everything else, I right? Know who so Gilgamesh is. All right. There we go. So Enuma Elish is is the is like the creation tales of the early world. So like uh, if you so here for example it says when skies above were not yet named nor earth below pronounced by name, Apsu the first one, their begetter, and maker Tiamat who bore them all, had mixed their waters together, but had no formed pastures nor distinct beedreds. So what's really interesting is if you read this. What does it say? That the earth had not formed yet. All right. Exactly. Now, hold on. One more time. Sure. When skies above were not yet named, nor earth below pronounced by name, opposite the first one, the begetter, and maker Tiamat, who bore them all, had mixed their waters together. Now, remember, in the ancient Semitic mindset, waters means chaos. All of them. Every Semitic culture, waters mean chaos. And the creator or the god of that area is the one that creates the peace that calms the oceans and the waters. All right. So what's interesting is then if you go to Genesis, in the beginning when God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and void, without shape, the darkness hovered over the abyss and the water. Now, do you see a correlation? Do you see the correlation between the two? They're practically identical. Exactly. So the creation tale of the Babylonians and Genesis share so many similarities, it's ridiculous. And again, waters are chaos, and God is the one who creates the peace over the chaos. 
it's fantastic. The the similarities you see between the two. Again, Anuma Alish. So if you read this, Lamu Lamu emerged. Their names pronounced as soon as they matured were fully formed. Ansher Kishu were born, surpassing them. I'll skip down. It says, Anu, their firstborn son, rivaled his forefathers. Anshu made his son Anu like himself. And Anu begot Nudamund in his likeness. Now hold on, because if you skip over to Genesis, it says, God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them. Now, isn't it interesting? Now, you see the similarities? Yeah. Again? Almost identical again. In his likeness. In his likeness. Mm-hmm. So you have Anuma Elish, and you have Genesis in the first two chapters. Back and forth, parlaying the same kind of story. It's very interesting. Among the Mesopotamian people, these were common shared ideologies and stories and motifs. They were polemical because they played against each other. And the Jewish tale is against the religion of Babylon and Akkadian and Canaanite. And it's polemical, and that's why it puts the Yahwist against the Babylonian. Yeah, George. <laughs> Someone almost killed me. <laughs> well, and, you know, my point of view is at that point, it's... Uh, human ambition took a different turn wanting control over certain things but at, at a certain point in, in human history it, I think the understanding um, came to be that whoever controlled the God and was the God can um, can have certain things I mean to a control de- certain things to a degree I do not disagree <laughs> The difference is, is even if you look at the, all the writings of the time show that all of them cared for the same similar stories, whether it was Canaanite or whether it was Akkadian, Sumerian, um, you know, it's the tales. I agree with that. Yeah. I think all the other cultures had their, their Yahweh. Yeah. And I don't disagree. But I think that actually backs the idea of the creation tales. I think that adds impetus behind the creation tales rather than saying it doesn't exist. I think that it actually shows that among all the common people of the area, it, it does exist. I think it does put impetus behind it because regardless of which view you take, it shows that they all believed, yes, there is a creator and he's the one that stopped the chaos. And he's the one that brought mankind forward. So regardless of which view you take, they all enmesh in the same story of creation. I guess that's how we define chaos in order. But so do you, from the Catholic point of view, mm-hmm. I'm asking because I don't know. Was Yahweh the creator of everything? Yes. But, that being said... (laughs) But, that being said, um, the Catholic does agree, Uh and all the popes do agree, that the early creation tales have to be taken in context with their time. So if you take, especially the first 11 chapters, 
which we call primeval or prehistory. All right. If you take those creation tales and all the way up through the deluge, all the way up to the Tower of Babel, all right, those are quote unquote prehistory or primeval. Yeah. They relate to events that in some fashion took place but must be understood in their culture and context. They're not literal history. It's kind of like the cherry tree, all right? So it conveys something that happened in the way they understand things. It doesn't mean it is the way it's written. Yeah, okay. I can jive with that. All right. So, but from, this is where it's confusing from a modern Christian point of view is that, you know, if Yahweh is the creator of everything, you know, then I, I don't I don't understand how seeing the relation between Christ and how Christ lived and how Christ what what he taught us to follow as Christ followers mm-hmm. is nothing like Yahweh. So, so I and I look at all the other cultures that we're talking about the Phoenicians and you know whatever who happened to be pagans, right? Yes. People who were idolaters because they didn't follow that specific groups of people's gods and their ways. So when you don't follow their their way, they're idolaters. Right? To a degree, yes. So they have their but, own gods. If they serve another god, they're an idolater. Yes. Right? That's not Yahweh. Right? Well on the same page here? Yes. Okay. I will I'll only say that I partially don't agree because if you are you can't say a dog's bark is the same as tree bark. You know what I mean? So if you're defining God or Yahweh or whatever you're calling it incorrectly, then God's not going to identify with your version of him, and you will then be an idolater. From the, no. I mean, but from the stories of the Old Testament, that group of people who followed Yahweh and took specific orders and commands from that Yahweh, if you didn't follow that Yahweh's commands, you were an idolater, right? From that specific group of people and their belief. Okay, I'll I'll, okay. I'll just go along. So with it. man, that'd be rough though if like you were like in the ballpark but in the wrong. I don't know. You're playing baseball but in the wrong field, <laughs> so <laughs> and then you're like you're an adult and now you're burning in hell the rest of your life like you were doing such a good job. So what I'm saying is those that's other, a tough one. Those other people around there and anywhere in part of the world that they didn't even know. My point is that they've all had their own Yahweh. They have all, whatever name they decided to give that person who gave them the justification to do what they wanted to do, mm-hmm. we all have had it. So and, they're all burning in and hell. And here's the thing. No, no, what here's I'm saying is, is that they all truly believed it. Yeah. With everything inside yes. of them. Yes. And the Catholic Church would agree with you. And that's why, and I didn't include that slide, but we do make room for those who honestly seek the Creator. And we do. That's right, yeah. We do make provision for those who follow the path as well as they could without knowing the actual truth. That's where, that that was leading to my point, is Hmm. that, George, I always differentiate between the creator of all humanity versus the God of the Old Testament. And this is my own struggle, and I'm openly admitting it, that I have with the Old Testament, is I don't believe Yahweh to be the creator of all things. I believe in a creator of all humanity, but I don't believe that person is Yahweh. I believe Yahweh is that group of people's political lord to get what those people want from the surrounding areas. I see Mike brewing. 
I see Mike Brewing too. Yeah. But I have a question for you just after you're done. I'm gonna okay. keep it in my back pocket. I want to hear what Mike. I want to yeah. oh, see I, Mike and Gumby argue. I want to hear Mike. Well, that, that was. A, I mean, that was one of the first times. I've always kind of. I, it's something I've never said before. Yeah, yeah, and I've always sort of just agreed to disagree and not understand. But that's the first time you worded it in a way that it resonated with me. Like I, I get what you're saying. I still. I will say, like, the thing I was brewing on was whether you may say that Bible similar, that similar, yeah, I like it, <laughs> a similar viewpoint of creation, how we just saw, and we'll just talk about Mesopotamia here because we, we don't know Japan's viewpoint and right. stuff like that. So, well, Aaron knows Japan, <laughs> but I don't know how he likes this, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so whether you may argue that that was they share it because of some conquered version of history, you know, like maybe they were. But it does seem to resonate from an epicenter, a small group of people, maybe two people, you know, like. So so if you go back then and if it was a, a community sort of thing, a small pocket kind of uh, rippling outwards and you apply it to today's society, the first divergence you see is sort of like they get attacked. And, and so if they all share a common ground and one group or two groups kind of migrate away from that, that, that is then I could see how, all right, that gives them grounds to say, look, you're outside of bounds. Whatever you call God, you came from the same place I came from. So, yeah, I get it. I don't, yeah, I've yeah, never yeah. had a really problem with the Old Testament, and I, that just kind of reinforces. That's, uh, and I would, I have to agree and not agree only because I was born and raised with it. Yeah. We were only born and raised with the Semitic point of view of creation here in the West. That's a, that's a question. That's one question. Why? Why do we have only the Semitic point of view taught to us as, in our as, culture. as believers here in the West? In our culture. Number one. Number two, I mean, like, you just go right down to Mexico, mm-hmm. and there's there's a totally different one of right. what they what they view as divine. Sort of. They're Catholic. And creative. Ah, even, before, even before... You're talking Aztecs? Even before that, yeah. there was a whole different view. Yeah, you're talking about the, the Catholic Church. and Quetzalcoatl yeah. and... They had a whole different point of view of what divine was. They was. did. They did. And, and as long as you were eating the heart of that day's sacrifice, you were okay. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm saying that everyone had their own different point of view of what the beginning was like. Yeah. No, no, I get it. I get it. But it's amazing how close the stories really are in the creation tales. Because we like to say that we're so different, but the creation tales worldwide. I mean, the Native Americans talk about the Great Spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget his name. Um, anyway, the Great Spirit that created all things. So we like to say that the Christians are so different, but if you go to the ancient world, our mindsets are really quite the same. We all speak about the Creator. In, in ancient China, you had Shangdi, right? Shangdi is, is, is the creator of the ancient world. Bears a striking resemblance to Yahweh. He can't be seen. You can't make an idol to him. I mean, so 
in the ancient world, regardless of which continent right, you're on. I mean, on, that's how you create religion, right? You can never see them because then no, you can prove it. In most, in most cultures, in most pagan cultures, you did. You were able to see him. You, you well, at least, at least the idol oh, that yeah. you made to him. But just like the, good job just like the Yahwist, all right, just like the Yahwist inside of ancient Israel, in China, in Shang, the Shangdi, the Creator God was unseen, and you could not make an eye out to him because you have no idea what he resembled. There, well, there was I'm no. That's like a rule of religion, though. No, a religion. that's unusual. Like I I my... That's unusual in religion, though. That's unusual in religion. Well, I mean, maybe having like a legitimate, like straight up visual on what they look like. But, I mean, I don't, there's, I don't know, there's no visual on God. Most cultures did have a visual. Zeus, go to Greece. There are statues of Zeus. All right, and Jupiter and Aramis. And I mean, it's, they're there. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I, okay, so I'm going back to more so on being invisible. Like, that's like a rule of religion. Very few religions. No, most, no, no, no. most, no, most religions. Of them, none of most them have, religions. like, no, very few, like, mainstream religions have a God that's tangible. It's all, you have to have this faith that there's this invisible man protecting you. That's very few religions. That's Christianity. Christianity is one religion. Okay, that's Islam. <laughs> and so I just covered, well, like, wait, wait. what? Like, the majority on. of the planet? But, and but, what's, but, what's Shang-Di? What's, what's... But the three religions are absolutely related. You, if you talk about Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, they're all considered to be different branches of the I know, same but you're religion. You're saying that's unique. You're saying that's like that's intriguing to you. I'm saying that's how you make a religion, Juice. If I wanted, if I made up a religion in my garage right now, I wouldn't say he's out there for you to find. I'd be like, oh, he's up in the clouds and he's watching you. You know, outside he sees of, you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. So outside of Judaism. So, right? like, I'm just saying, like, that's how you do it. We're not talking about the prophets of Judaism. So, love that song. <laughs> I mean, it is. But I'm just saying that's how you get, like, right. And as a little kid, you believe that, and right. In I'm just saying that's Western, how I'm saying that's how you create a religion. So I don't know why you find it intriguing. It's it, just like religion 101. You make it so but this it, person can never be found. But that is not most religion. That is most religion. No, it's not. That's Islam and Christianity. I'm covering a lot of space there, Juice. That's two religions. I'm covering a lot of space right there, Juice. That's two religions. That's a lot of space there, Juice. That's two religions. Juice, I'm going to Google this. And I'm going to punch you in the face. I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to add Judaism. That's three. I'm going to help you. I'm going to add Judaism. That's three. All right? And that's why they're called. Christians, 2.8 billion it's a lot. I see the numbers again. I don't think you guys are talking on the same okay. measurement. So Why not? You would make a great corporate head because you're obviously a bean counter. Oh, snap. That's a lot. <laughs> 1.8 billion Islam. What was the other one? Judaism. So George is obviously part of corporate America. I know, but like you're trying to make this argument that you're trying to make this argument that that you're like, well, that's not most religions. But it's not I'm most covering religions. the two major religions. I'm talking two major religions that most people who are religious follow. I'm making so, a strong argument there. So I mean, yeah, there's pe- religions people make up in their garage. I get it. These were not made up in garages. They were caves. They're definitely. <laughs> Take it back. You're absolutely. <laughs> Gumby, you're absolutely right. Gumby, that was amazing. <laughs> 
Been saving that one for a while. Had that in his back pocket. He's like, what am I just saying again, George? He just, again, he just again. pulled that out. It's like a wall that was just hidden in his, in his back pocket. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm ready to get on so page with, what in terms saying, of logistics what and you're saying is as semantics a, right so now. So as a Christian, I'm far more liberal than you. How's that? Because I am supporting all the other religions in this, and you are not. Okay, let's go. Okay, well, again, now Mike was saying that maybe we're not on the same page, and maybe we're arguing. You know, I uh, think you're being very Republican right now. Join us for the rest of the conversation in part two.